0: it God. God.
1: All right. One of the things we've been talking about on the channel a lot is equipping men to become the priest, the provider, and the protector of their home. And today I have someone that I think is going to be able to take these concepts and wherever you are, as long as you're able-bodied and sound mind, will be able to help you implement these things. We have my buddy, Ryan Panita. Brother, thank you so much for doing this. What's up, bro? Okay. All your businesses across the board, what are they generating right now? right now that's a good question i would say anywhere from two to three million a month gross wow yeah. wow two to two to three million a month gross that's a lot of money more money than most people will see before we get to what he's doing now we got to get to how he started because i think that is the most valuable part that many of you guys will be able to extract and implement immediately if you're trying to change your financial trajectory right
0: now so how did you get your start with all this um dude when I got started, I was just a baseball player trying to figure things out. Um, for those who don't know, I was a minor leaguer making 1,200 bucks a month, and I needed side hustles because you can't really live on 1,200 bucks a month and pursue your dream. I think you can relate to that as a rapper yep, trying absolutely. to make it. So you know, I started getting side hustles. I become a realtor, not very good at it, and then I end up saying like, okay, what can I do that will make me money today? Because I didn't like having to go work and try and get a commission. Um, well, I had this idea. As I furnished my house my wife and I just got married and I was like I bet you I could sell this furniture in the house and make some money because I got good deals on it from Craigslist and stuff so sure enough I tested it and I started flipping couches and uh, that was like my first legit business where I made good money Mm -hmm. you know I was at one point making eight thousand bucks a month flipping couches whoa yeah so flipping couches are you getting them for free or are you buying them cheap and flipping them so at the time, I wasn't getting them for free because I was like, "Oh, those ones for free suck. Everybody's uh-huh. gonna try and get those." So my goal was to buy them for like 100 to 200 bucks, uh-huh. sell them for three to 400, and if I could just do that once a day, yeah. that's a lot of money. That's a 50% margin, too, right? Is that, no, yeah, you
1: double it? Is it. Double. Yeah, double, double
0: your money. Yeah, yep. wow. and. Now, I talk to other people who have been flipping couches because it kind of blew up on YouTube. And there are people who have flipped free couches for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like, they're just all about the free ones.
1: Yeah. So funny you say that. When we were renovating our studio, I had a IKEA, uh, what is it called, couch or couch? Who? Futon. Futon. No, no. It, was, it pulled out from the bottom, and it was one of those L-shaped ones. Yep, yep. And I needed to get rid of it. I was like, and it was still in great shape. So I threw it up on Craigslist, and dude, within... A couple of hours, somebody was there picking it up for free. And for me, the win was, I ain't got to worry about the stupid freaking couch that's mm-hmm. taking up all this space in my studio. The win for them is they got a free couch, and they probably sold it for a couple hundred bucks. They probably took it back to a garage, cleaned it up, and the lady said that's all she does is sell couches. Yep. So, so the beautiful part is I'm hearing you talk about this, and then I'm seeing it in real time that I needed to get rid of this thing to buy, buy, back, buy back my time. She had the time, flipped, and made three 400 bucks off that couch. She probably saw my YouTube video, too. Yeah, boom. that's a trip. Yeah, that's a trip. So flipping couches, and then you you go from playing professional baseball, which I'm assuming there's some very practical disciplines you have, some mind state things you have that probably gave you somewhat of an advantage. You you pivot to shift to, to flipping couches. How did you then pivot to
0: real estate and some of the stuff you're doing now? Yeah, so I mean. And throughout the time of flipping couches, I mean, I flipped hundreds of couches. Um, I got good at finding deals, I got good at negotiating, I got good at talking to people those weren 't skills I used to have mm-hmm. before that, and I just remember, even though I was having success, I still was feeling kind of empty doing it, like you know I remember I was grateful that God had provided this way for us to like make more money than we 've ever made. But my wife and I were on our one year anniversary in New Orleans. this was in two thousand and fourteen, and I remember. Getting on my knees and praying, and I was like, God, like, I'm super appreciative that we're in a good spot now, but I know there's more. Mm. I know that I'm not going to flip couches the rest of my life. You know, this is kind of just like a a Mm Band-Aid to to get Mm -hmm. me through. Like, what's the big plan for me? And at the time, I had just gotten released. um, Well, I'd been released for now a year and a half from the Oakland A's, and I was playing independent baseball, trying to make a comeback. And, you know, couch flipping was really the only successful thing I was doing. But I said, God, what should I do? Like, if it's not going to be baseball, you know, and it's not going to be couches, and I had already failed as a realtor, I have no other skills. Like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And I remember him just kind of whispering after that prayer of, like, look into real estate again. Wow. You know, this had been four years since I'd been a realtor, and I just hated it. And sure enough, I see this TV commercial um, play during that. And it's like, you know, flip houses today with none of your own money. Mm -hmm. You don't need money to do that. And I'm like, I could totally flip houses and find deals. I just don't have money. How do I do this? And so I started to just Google. And sure enough, I found this website called Bigger Pockets where they kind of showed how you could actually do it. And I was like, wow, this is legit. Mm -hmm. So I bought some books while I was on the one-year anniversary, read them. And immediately I told my wife, I said, I'm flipping houses. Mm. And she was like, cool, like, let's do it. (laughs) And I was like, okay, but here's the thing. We're going to have to like max out our credit cards to get a down payment because we don't have enough and we're going to have to go apply for them and do this stuff. And she's like, hey, if you believe in it, like I support you. Wow. And so I came back from that trip a couple of months later, I got my first deal and that flip made over $25,000 and it was a wrap. I was like, I'm in. This is what I'm going to do, and I know I could do it. if I could just find one of these a month, you know I'm making quarter million dollars wow, wow, and this is all in this part of the country you're in Vegas, all in vegas
1: wow now you're were you doing this on your anniversary? you were away on vacation reading books and plotting this 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 whole mastermind plan of yours,
0: dude, you know that's what I was doing, and uh it worked out, and your wife was cool with it. Clearly, it <laughs> you wasn't know, you we, hard we time. still had fun, but uh, yeah, you know, when we got back, I was like, "Babe, I got to read this book because this is the real deal." And then, you know, on the plane flight home, this is actually a story—what um, I would later call prophecy. At the time, I didn't know that, but my wife and I go take the plane back to Vegas, and we were so cheap and so broke that we didn't um, pay to get the assigned seats, and so we got se- <laughs> we got separated, yeah. and. Um, I was sitting next to this old guy, and she was sitting next to somebody, and I'm reading the book, and the old guy goes, hey, what you reading? And I go, I'm reading this book on how to flip houses and everything. And he goes, so I want to let you know, I don't, you know, talk to a ton of people on flights and stuff. I travel a lot, but I feel like God's calling me to tell you that you're going to do really well at this, and you're going to change a lot of lives. Mm. Mind you, I've never flipped a house. I'm just like super excited about this. He yeah. could see my excitement. And I was like, whoa, like what are the odds that this would happen? And it wasn't just because I told him I was living in a house. And he, then he goes, you know, I flipped hundreds of homes. Like I'm a real estate agent. I'm a real estate investor. That's what I've done the last 30 years. And he goes on to start telling me about all these different concepts. I had no clue what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you could do subject to seller finance, mm-hmm. all these terms that I now know today. But at the time, I'm like, this guy's speaking. He might as well be speaking in tongues like yeah. I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. And I'll never forget like that was the last of the encouragement like that I needed the word to be like all right this is the right choice. Wow. That's so dope
1: man and I think what I find most intriguing about this is that our journeys are very different in terms of our approach to finances. Were you, would you say you were pretty financially literate up to this point? Were you good with money? Yeah,
0: I was always good. I, okay. I wasn't going in debt, like, other than to buy a house. Yeah. But um, no, I was I was always super frugal because yeah. I was used to living off 1200 bucks a month. Right,
1: right, right, right. Yeah, so my, my situation was the inverse. I was really bad with money. Mm. I racked up a bunch of student loan debt, credit card debt, Bought a new car with zero miles on it, car note the whole bit. And so, our philosophies in terms of some of the Dave Ramsey stuff is kind of opposite, right? right? Where I was, I dude, I, I drank the Kool Aid hard. <laughs> of Dave, which, yes, dude, yeah. and paid off. We paid off, and it was great at the time. It was exactly what we needed. We paid off forty-five thousand dollars a debt in eighteen months, which was great. That's awesome. But we didn't get into a house when the market was at its lowest. Right. People were like, "You need to get into a house." Trust me, get into a house. I'm like, no, no, twenty percent down, no debt, no debt. <laughs> I'm paid off in fifteen years, and they're like, "Listen, dude, you got a stable job." You can get like friends with Realtors. Yeah, and I'm like no right and you did the total opposite mm-hmm. You said screw what Dave Ramsey's talking about. Yeah, did you know this at the time or in hindsight? You were like yeah, Dave Ramsey stuff doesn't make sense for everybody. No,
0: honestly I didn't even know who Dave Ramsey was okay Um, I was just like this makes sense. Like if I get a good deal, what is borrowing debt? Like it's just a tool yeah. if to you could pay money. it back.
1: What difference does it make?
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter to me whether it's a credit card A mortgage like I don't care, but I know that if I do this right, I'm gonna make money yep. And then it was funny because I would never even heard of financial peace. Like, it uh, just wasn't a thing. And then a couple of years later, um, I hear about it at my church, and, you know, they're preaching about it and all this stuff. I'm like, who is this Dave Ramsey guy? Mm-hmm. I start looking at it, and I'm, like, watching his stuff, and I'm like, why would you put 20%? You, you wait five years to save 20%. Yeah. The market's already up. Like, that was just not what I had did to get yeah. to where I was. And I was like, this is not smart.
1: Yeah. yeah. Do you, Do you think that what he preaches is a good prescription to most people who tend to be a bit sloppy with money, tend to not have the plan with the book and the prophecy, and what you do is what you 've done is kind of the outlier example, like how do you process it in hindsight? because he 's helping people get out of debt yeah. right, but when it comes to investing he 's far too conservative and frugal
0: right yeah i think i 've come to change my opinion on Ramsey you know multiple times, but the way I see it today is. If you wanna be an entrepreneur or a business person, you should never listen to Dave Ramsey. Like, it's just never gonna work. The greatest companies in the world take on debt every day to grow their business. That's just what you do. I take on debt every day to still continue to grow. So um, I think if you're in that camp, listen, Dave Ramsey's not smart. But if you're in the camp of, I've got a W2 job, I have no aspirations of doing side hustles or anything else, I want a stable job and, you know, maybe I'm not financially literate and I'm not great with my money, I think, yeah, his stuff will definitely make sense. And I don't know what the percentages of people are that are in those camps. Um, But, yeah, I think if you're not responsible enough to handle a credit card, then sure, don't have a credit card. Like, that makes complete sense to me. Um, I think it's along the whole side of what your own temptations are. For me, I can go have a drink. I'm fine. I could go gamble. I'm not going to become an addict. And, like, it's just not a temptation to me. But, yeah, if you have a problem with gambling – you shouldn't walk in a casino, period. Yep. 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 You have a problem with drinking, you, you, you and your boys, you shouldn't go to, your, to the bar with your boys. It's yeah. just a bad idea.
1: Yeah, that's good. I, dude, I just got a credit card like eight months ago. Really? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't know how I went so long because it's so much more convenient. And the you miles, get the points. And the points. It's I, free. You're going to get it anyway. And, and, I do, and, and now I'm a different person at 37 than I was at 25. Right. right? So now every month it's paid off the full balance way before. it yeah. You know, but I think you're totally right. I think that's a good assessment. If you're an entrepreneur, stuff's not really good, especially if you're getting into content, if you're getting into flipping, if you're getting into any, any of that kind of stuff. It's not going to work. General person, some good stuff in there. Just understanding what assets versus liabilities are. Understanding what a budget is understanding all these different things how to avoid bad consumer debt how to avoid student loan debt I think there's a lot of good stuff in there coming back to content You've not only do you do content, but you've also launched all these other businesses And that to me is a unique story to tell me just briefly What what frame of mind were you in to launch into all these other businesses and how that came about?
0: Yeah, so I never wanted to own a bunch of businesses, right? Like when I first started it was like man what business can make me? the most amount of money and you know that I'm good at and so that was flipping houses and so that's all I focused on for quite a few years and I got really good at it Um, that made me a millionaire and it was great well when you have success in one thing people usually want to ask you how you did it what are some of the tools you use and all that and so that's what started to happen people would say hey like you know do you want to open up your own brokerage? I would love to be a part of what you guys are doing. And Mm -hmm. so we opened up a brokerage. Um, I had a lot of people who were asking me, Hey, who's your CPA? Like you're, you're doing things differently than everyone. And so I opened up a tax firm with my CPA. Um, then people wanted to know how to flip. Can I teach them? Can I mentor them? And at the time I was like, I don't want to coach. I'm I'm busy building my own business. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll write a book, which I did, but here's the book. And that was it. I was like, I don't, really care to make money from it. I, I just don't want to answer this over and over again. Here's how to do it. And then eventually I came around to it and I said, I want to coach. Like I, I do enjoy this. My business is now in a place where I feel like, you know, not this imposter syndrome of like, man, I'm teaching these people, even though I'm kind of like still figuring things out. Like it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm in a good spot. I do this pretty consistently. I've got a system and I'm not super involved in a day to day. Let me go teach other people. And that's actually been the most rewarding now is helping other people change their lives. Like if I go flip one more house, whatever. But if I could help somebody flip their first house, that's a totally different feeling because yeah. I remember what that 25K did for me. So, you know, we start the education company, then it just branches off into all these other opportunities We're now, you know, I think we're at around 10 companies, you know, our most recent being <laughs> a women's mastermind, yeah. which I would have never imagined and an NFT project. Yeah. So that's dope and it sounds like a lot of these companies were just you saw problems
1: you fixed the problems for yourselves And then somebody's like hey, can you help me fix this problem? And you're like, right, okay I guess and then you launched a business around it. Is that e-
0: a fair exact- assessment? Yeah like if you keep getting asked over and over again to do something or there's a problem and nobody's solving it yeah. It's like man, you know, for instance the women's mastermind. Um, I, I I'm a guy so obviously <laughs> having a woman's mastermind doesn't really make sense, but You know, I had a a girl who's really good at real estate. She owns like $30 million worth of real estate. Her name's Heather Blankenship. She came to one of our events as an attendee. And she's like, I love what you guys have done at Future Flipper. The community's amazing. You know, the one thing you guys are lacking is a lot of women. Mm. And it's true because in real estate, it's very male dominated. You go to any real estate event, it's all dudes. And I was like, You're right. I've tried really hard to get women, and, you know, but I just don't really know how. And she's like, I have a solution because there's so many women that are looking for community, but they want other women. You know, they they might be intimidated by being around all these men and everything else. They want a more inclusive place. And I go, what would you do? And she's like, well, I think we could start a mastermind for women entrepreneurs who are running their own businesses and take everything you do at Future Flipper and just build the back end in the same way, but it's a different audience. And then I think there's this other audience of all the men that are in Future Flipper and at this event, there was like 300, 350 people at the event that have spouses that don't mm-hmm. have a community either. Oh, that's good. And I said, you're absolutely right. Because I know one of the reasons my businesses are successful is because my wife really supports me. She mm-hmm. understands. Yeah. We maxed out our credit cards together when yeah. we first flipped. Like She knows. Yep. And I think a lot of other entrepreneurs, their spouse may not understand because they don't have anyone to communicate with, and so they may be a lot more fearful when he wants to take a big risk right, or right. something like that. And so um, I was like, "This is a great idea." Yeah. And so you know, immediately—well, not immediately—but we hashed out what we thought it would look like, and you know, we built out the brand. It's called Wealthy Woman, and you know, now actually, August, we just launched it, and you know, we've already—it's already a six-figure company. Wow, that's yeah. amazing bring
1: it full circle encouraging young christian men to become providers priests protectors of their home what one kind of closing thought would you give to just encourage the good guys watching this and they're like dude that's cool like you're making all this money and ruslan you do youtube and you're a
0: rapper but i don't know if i could do it like what advice would you give to those guys you know if you're just getting started right in your marriage and you know you guys don't have a lot of money i was in that boat like i said not too long ago when i was flipping couches um, I had failed as a realtor i didn 't want to do that um, in fact i didn 't mention this, but I was also a substitute teacher, so I was just sitting there for a hundred bucks a day because I knew that 's what I was going to pay the bills. My wife at the time was in college, so she wasn 't making any money. so you can imagine we 're a young couple, the only source of consistent income is the hundred bucks a day I make substitute teaching, plus I have to go leave for six months to play baseball for twelve hundred a month, and you know. It's just tough when you're living on call it less than $2000 a month. But that's what we did. And that's part of what led me to just trying to be innovative of like there's got to be another way, you know? And I think that's the big thing. You guys can't get caught up in whatever your situation is today. There's so many resources on YouTube, podcast, everything. You watch my channel. I've literally interviewed 20 different businesses. Go to my flip nation playlist and you'll see all these side hustles you could do from you know, mobile detailing, flipping sneakers, couch flipping. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we've done that literally anyone can do right now. You could go make five to ten thousand dollars a month right this moment. Doesn't even have to be in real estate, but um, that can get you out of a hole right now. And I think you just have to have the desire to search for it because if you're just hoping that a job falls in your lap or you're just hoping like, you know, you can pray all you want, but God is not gonna answer your prayer if you don't take action to what he's telling you. You know, when I prayed, God would show me a new way. He showed me real estate, which I didn't think was gonna be the answer, but I could have very easily been like, eh, I already failed at that, I don't wanna do that. But I was obedient and I took action and I did it. And so I'm sure God has probably called you to do something that maybe you were fearful about or scared. And you just got to take the action and do it. Um, in any business I start or any endeavor, I don't know how it's going to go, right? That's the definition. It's brand new. We don't know. But you have to have faith that it's going to work out. Mic drop, man.
1: Let's go. Amazing, yeah. bro. Guys, check out Ryan Panita's YouTube. I'll link it below. i also link his uh, free membership called The Wealthy Way. You guys can check all that stuff out. And uh, just incredible guy. Appreciate you tuning in. All right? Peace.
0: And it said that Simeon blessed God.